Welcome to Lipstick Fitties, a beauty podcast. I'm your host, Atlanta makeup artist and content creator, Rachel Rose Mazza. I created this podcast to have unfiltered conversations about all things beauty. We're chilling with my friends and colleagues from all over the world in all different walks of life. This goes way beyond the glossy facade of social media. Sometimes we don't get to know the personalities behind the people who create with their heart and soul. I'm talking to everyone from pro makeup artists to beauty enthusiasts, from influencers to entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Lipstick Biddies is a community we're building that is truly interactive with you listeners. So if you're someone who wants to learn some shit, get inspired, and have a good-ass time, this podcast is for you. Who are the faces behind the faces? Keep listening to find out. Hello, biddies. Welcome back. This is part two of my episode with Abigail Coleman. You can find her at Abigail's online. Make sure to listen to part one. Grab your pen and paper. We're talking all about branding, marketing, social media strategy, all that good shit with her. She is an awesome makeup artist and she also does a lot of work with uh, Youthphoria. So she is actually in charge of their whole social media. So she knows her shit, guys. Um, We had a really good time in part one. Make sure to catch up so you are right where we left off. Again, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, tag me in any of your posts if you felt like something resonated with you at Lipstick Biddies and at Rachel Rose Makeup. And in the show notes, you'll find a link to the Patreon if you'd like to sign up for that as well. Without further ado, let's enjoy part two. Okay, I'm going to let you guys on a real... (laughs) <laughs> real big secret. Okay. And your, your minds are going to be blown. I'll have to take a screen record of this. I'm going to do it right now to make sure that it's still working. So this was a hack that I found out about on, Wait, I think I know what you're going to say on TikTok where you find mm-hmm. out what hashtags work. Yes. Okay. This is, this is going to blow your mind because most people don't know this. Let's walk so, through. so you go to your post, you hit promote, <clears throat> Then you, it's a select a goal, you click whatever, it doesn't matter. And then you hit next. It says, define your audience, click whatever, doesn't matter. You say hit next. Hit next when it asks the budget. And then when it comes to the review, you hit the left upper hand corner where it has that arrow and hit back until it hits cancel. And then when it pops up, says save draft, you hit save draft, okay? And then when you go in, you can hit view insights. It has, now it has a button that says complete promotion. But if you hit view insights and you scroll down, it says impressions from hashtags and it will tell you exactly which, what hashtags worked. So for me on this post that I'm looking at, ATL beauty was the top one. Um, And I would only, but the only thing is you can't, um, you can't like do something after you try to promote it. So like only do it on the post that you see that a lot of people are coming from hashtags. If you want to see it broken down. Wait, saying. say that one more time. The last part. So if you like there, there's something that you can't like, you can't do. I can't remember what it is, but like, I think it's like archive or something like that. Like you can't like do certain things once you do that. So yeah. like only do it on the post that you want to know which hashtags are working. Like if you see, okay. like for this post, only eight people came from hashtags. I probably wouldn't do it. But if I saw a post mm. like 20 gotcha. or 30 people did, so that's like yeah. a, that's like a cool little hack that I learned. And, mm-hmm. but it'll also show you again that like not many people even come from hashtags. So it's like not even like yeah. a big deal. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't put all your eggs in the hashtag bucket because 
it's so variable and it, you know, one hashtag that you use on that you used on one photo, yes, use it on your next photo, but there's also a chance that it might not perform. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you just have to continue iterating and it's, it's really hard. Honestly, hashtag strategy is really hard. And on on TikTok, particularly you want to use hashtags that have more views. But on Instagram, like on TikTok, the highest, the higher the views, the better the The hashtag hashtag is. is. Essentially, that's the theory. But on Instagram, the theory there is you don't want to use hashtags that have too many posts, too many views, because then you're going to get lost. Lost. Yeah. Which you would think also makes sense on TikTok. But, you know, hashtag strategy are different for each platform. So when you're approaching your hashtag strategy, think about you have to do it platform by platform, Mm -hmm. which you know, take it as it is. But, you know, for example, hashtag blush hacks on TikTok has an insane amount of views, um, you know, a ton, a ton of views. But on Instagram, hashtag blush hacks doesn't really have that much weight. So it's dependent on the platform. And it really is dependent on your content as well. Because if you use hashtags that aren't applicable to your content, Instagram might flag that, which oh yeah, that's that's a whole yeah. other story. That's There's a whole that's a whole other story. Yeah. There's so much that goes into it. So uh, I think I it's most yeah. important. I think the most Find important a balance. thing. To, yes, and the most important thing to do is again uh, determine your social pillars, your messaging, yes. Yes. Uh, your ideal clients, and like trial and error and paying attention to your analytics. So um, when we originally had first spoke, it was because I had just launched my launched my Patreon, which I do speak about in the beginning of every episode, but it's only been, um, by the time you listen to this, it'll be in existence for a few weeks. Um, but at the time we talked, I think it was in existence for maybe two weeks. And I just felt like, I was like, I feel like this is not, people are not like listening to the podcast. And so I was talking to Abigail Classic. about this and I, you know, I had to go back and think, okay, what do y'all, y'all listeners and you guys who love the podcast, what kind of, what kind of stuff do you resonate with? And it's mostly my reels. My reels get the most eyes on it. My reels get the most attention. So I was like, Abigail, I gotta just post a reel that's literally breaking down this Patreon. And you know what guys, um, I got like, two signups right after that reel. And I, I don't think, I don't think you all understand, especially if you're a small, only if you're like a small business owner or like a small creator, would you really truly like grasp this? You know, my Patreon is only $5 a month to sign up for. And I've been doing this podcast for seven months with a, an hour long episode every single week, which takes me anywhere from like 10 to 15 to 20 hours, like per week to produce all the content that you guys love so much. So it's really important to me that I start to monetize it because it's, it's not sustainable if I, if I'm not monetizing it going forward, because you guys really love what I'm doing and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to continue it, but it's like going to be impossible. You have to to. find, yeah, you have to find a balance. Yeah, until you and what you can get. Exactly. So basically, like, if you guys want me to keep going full force with this podcast and spend more time on it, I'm going to have to be monetizing it. So, um, you know, it's it's only five dollars. It's less than a price of a lipstick to sign up. And I know Mm -hmm. how many people are so excited about like different makeup launches and this and that. And I'm like, it's only five dollars. It's only five dollars. And I'm, you know, it's and it just came down to the fact of I couldn't. It was really hard for me to figure out how to communicate it to you all. So Mm -hmm. it's not a lack of content. It's not a lack of education value. There's so much. You're offering so much value that people pay so much money for. In you know 
a specific capacity that has, you know, a bow wrapped on top of it because it's right. packaged correctly, not correctly. That's <laughs> not the right word, but it's packaged in a way that's easily digestible. Cause they're and businesses. And I'm just sitting here like throwing, I'm like, I yes, don't know what's yeah. going to work, but so, yeah. um, expect to see at least one reel a week from me talking about my Patreon. And what's exciting about it too, is I'm definitely going to have to be every week because I want to add more to it as time goes on and more value. Um, mm-hmm. but like, there's so much value already at the $5. It's only $5 a month. Um, that's like literally like nothing. So, yeah. um, you know, just to be in the loop and be supporting me and you get access to that Facebook group, which is like, in it's like baby stages. So like we can make it whatever it wants to be. And mm-hmm. community is like one of my pillars, social pillars is so important to me, bringing y'all together and finding a way to bring y'all together was like definitely through this Facebook group. So I think that like, if you are trying to, trying to accomplish something, you really have to like analyze, you have to look at your analytics, you have to look at your analytics, see what kind of posts has been, have been doing well. You have to go back to those social pillars. You have to, you know, obviously consider what you enjoy doing. And just make sure you're consistent with the messaging because I can't just post that real once and assume that the 250 followers that I got in the past month saw that post from three weeks ago. Like that's not how it works. So constant communication and Mm -hmm. it might seem like a lot on your end, but think about how it's being perceived on the other end. Think about all of, you know, it's being processed through the algorithm probably won't, you know, it's, you can't ever anticipate that your post is going to be seen by all of your followers because in reality, it's not unfortunate. And we have ways we can work around that. Yeah. So what do you have like any sort of like advice or like a, like a really like good piece of information that you've learned, like through working for Euphoria, as far as like this whole topic goes, like something that you were like, oh, this is like something I didn't know in school. And then you learned it from working with them that you could think of. Hmm. That's a really good question. You Honestly, take a second. <laughs> I well, know that's like a hard question. The place that my brain goes to is you have to be yourself and in a business sphere, like, okay, the way that I sort of view myself in my personal and my professional is I separate it by color kind of. So like orange Abigail is makeup artist, you know, baby influencer, maybe, you know, she is very, outward with her creative expression. And then there's blue Abigail, which is the more corporate Abigail. And Mm. she, you know, follows the rules. She, you know, is a little bit more precise with her words. Let's say that she's a little bit more, not put together, but a little bit more presentable. And really, you know, blue Abigail versus orange Abigail, I am both you know, and it's how do I find a balance between the two? I don't know if I'm answering your question, right? No, I love this. Essentially, (laughs) essentially, you know, you have to do what feeds you. You have to go back to yourself. You have to go back to your values because if you're trying, especially with all the makeup trends and all that, if you're chasing something that isn't you, you're going to get burnt out. You're going to get, you know, it's not going to be worth it. You're not going to meet your goals. You're not going to exceed your goals. You're not going to want to set new goals. And so, I think my best, the best thing that I learned outside of school is you really have to do work that, and I know that that also comes with a lot of privilege. I don't know if that's the right word, but find aspects of your work that 
feed you, encourage you, inspire you. And that's the best, that's the best thing I've learned. Like it always comes down to who you are as a person, how you love to communicate, how you initiate that communication. And, you know, if you're not being authentic, I guess authenticity is what I'm coming down to. It was just something we talk about on this podcast so often. And it's just, I mean, but it's so true and it just, yeah is like an ongoing theme. I feel like that people, people just struggle with because you're just chasing this high of like likes and popularity Mm -hmm. and you're not focused on being authentic when the real thing is once you start being authentic, it'll come to you. Yep. Which is so, it's so incredibly true. Um, You know, even personally, like when I started being a little more careful with the makeup brands that I use and the money that I spend on makeup, because, you know, I I don't have a lot of money to spend on makeup. I can't really, I have to be very selective with the products that I do buy and even more selective with the products that I feature on my social accounts. And you know, once I settled into myself and settled, you know, granted this did come after graduation. So again, that does come with privilege and that's privilege of time, privilege of energy. Um, that I just want that to be noted that it's not always you know, applicable for everyone yes. to have the opportunity to find who they are in that moment. Right. Um, but for me, it really came, you know, when I settled into myself and I'm like, what makeup do I want to use? What makeup do, you know, what looks do I want to create? Like what makes me feel the best? What makes me feel like the best version of myself? And it really came down to, you know, I spend my money on brands that have similar values to me. I spend my money on brands that typically are smaller, not, you know, big fortune 500 companies. Typically I spend my money on brands that are women owned, that are black owned Mm -hmm. and, you know, having your values align with the brands you spend your money on and the products you use, that is just, it just unlocks the key. And like, you can just transcend who you are as an artist. And, you know, that can be applicable to, you know, professional makeup as well. And I agree. No, I agree. That's absolutely. um, Just be yourself and listen to yourself, listen to your body, listen to, you know, how does the content you create make you feel? I think that right. is so important and definitely not talked about enough. So, yeah, I mean, I just did an interview with Anita from the Makeup Mentor podcast, and I talk about that how yeah. uh, once I started living life more intuitively, things started yes. actually working and clicking into place. Because, you know, I, I got to tell you a story. Like, I, I had this person reach out to me who is, I, I don't want to go too far into this because I don't want to like, you know, okay. bad mouth yes. anybody, but basically a job opportunity came up, but it was with, um, someone that I just did. I knew wouldn't be like a good opportunity, but it was the money was there. So mm-hmm. I initially said yes. And then quickly after I was like, Oh shit, no, that I knew, I knew this is wrong. And then I ended yeah. up like, we ended up uh, you know, not doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. I ended up not working with that person, but it was like, when I got that initial message, something in my stomach twisted and like, yeah. you need to pay attention to that shit. Because if I had, I, I spent a good 12 hours obsessing and stressing about it between mm-hmm. when I said yes. And then when I backed out. So it was like, you have to just, for and a I, reason. and it Your was like, he's responding like that for yes, a reason. Yes. It's like, it's like when you eat something sour, it's like, oh, you have that initial like thing. And it's like, mm, maybe this is, maybe this has gone rancid. It doesn't look like it's rancid. It doesn't taste like it's rancid. Let me just eat the rest of it. And yeah. then you have food poisoning for a day. Only me, maybe just me. I'm, <laughs> I'm but, that person that's like, oh, yeah. there's mold on the top. Let me just scrape that off. I'm just, 
I stopped doing that. Trust me. But, but did just, you learn your lesson? It, yes, I did. But okay. then it makes you, you it makes you stupid. But like, especially when the money is dangled in front of you and the price is yeah. right, and you're like, mm, but not not all money is good money. And again, like once yeah. you start y- saying yes to those types of things, the universe will send you more of those types of things, or that person may refer you more types of people that are similar to them and have it. So it just pay attention guys to like, it just even like dating. I feel like it's the same thing. Like, Oh yeah. We're just so disconnected from themselves. Um, and it's not something that's easy. I mean, I'm 32, I'm 32, I'm 32. And this is finally settling. Uh, it, it wasn't something that I was ever, it's hard. It takes so much time and it does take a lot of that intuition. And I really wish it takes a lot of self-reflecting. And I mean, you know, I'm constantly working on that. I'm constantly iterating in that space and yeah, just listen listen and respond to your body. I mean, I don't know if you watched that IGTV that I just posted like a couple days ago, but I was having a really great day professionally. You know, I had a lot going on a lot of incredible opportunities coming to me that did align with, you know, the projection of where I want my career to go. But personally, it was not a good day. And it was for reasons that are completely beyond my professional realm reasons that, you know, are, were a lot, in a sense, out of my control, but I had to find that balance. And I had to let my body respond to that, and give myself that time in that space, so that I could release it, and not keep it in. So yeah, yeah, if you are feeling, you know, stressed, anxious, you know, there is a certain level of healthy anxiety. But I think, you know, you just have to look introspectively and be able to acknowledge where the line is. And that line is very different for everyone. But yeah, bottom line, listen and respond to your body. You're so wise. I'm telling you, like, if I knew this (laughs) shit when I was your age, like, who knows where I would be. But like, it's literally like, I'm definitely a a person that always will push through that and then get burnt out. And again, well, I learned that the hard way. Yeah, that's most people do. But then Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person that I know that that's a thing, but I still will do it. Yeah. And so it's just, everyone um, has their own boundaries. You, you know? need to, if you start feeling that way and you feel like you need to sit in a ta-ta towel on your couch <laughs> with like your underwear on and like eat ice cream for like the day. And that's all you want to do for the day. And that's all you can mentally handle doing. Fucking do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. If you, if you don't do it, the next day is going to be 10 times worse. Yeah. Do it only yeah. if that's what makes you feel better because sometimes we get in that mood and then, mm-hmm. then it actually makes us feel worse. But like, if you can't, but that's wait, an internal balance that only you can figure out. And right. that's why you have to pay attention to your internal monologue. You know, the sign, the physical signs that your body gives you as well. You can't disregard that. I mean, yes, you know, hustle through a job if you need to hustle through a job, but you know, at the end of the day, when you come home, it's like, what, you know, what's something small you can do for yourself. Like it all, right. I guess it all just comes back to self-care, I guess. Well, you were saying also before about goal setting and how important that mm-hmm. is. And I think it's also important to, you know, we set those goals so that we have like a, like something in mind that we're working towards. But if, mm-hmm. if you can't accomplish something that's going to, you know, be on your to-do list that day, like being for forgiving of yourself yes, and not like mm-hmm. being like, I fucked up and I'm not going to get to, I'm not going to get to the goal because I didn't do 
this one fucking errand today because that's not actually yeah. what, what's happening. <laughs> that's not realistic either. You know, life happens. Life's fucking messy, right? Yeah. Like that's literally the euphoria tagline is life's messy and shit happens. <laughs> and you, you know, a lot of that we can't control, like even with COVID, like one of the things right. that has, you know, gotten me through COVID mentally is this isn't something that happened to me. This isn't something that I'm experiencing alone. And a lot of, you know, we can do everything we can to protect ourselves and to protect our loved ones and to protect our communities, you know, and at the end of the day, a lot of the decisions around COVID are not up to us. We only have so we can only mm. control so much and releasing that control really has helped me yeah. get through it mentally, physically, um, just, yeah, as a little side note, but I no, guess I agree. Related, I agree. Yeah. So Abigail, do you, for like speaking about goals, like, do you have any like goals in mind for yourself or like things that you see for yourself in the future, as far as your career goes, or like personally, like what, let's talk about it. Oh, like, yeah. like what's, what's like some of your like highest aspirations for yourself? Great question. Let's see. I guess one that I want to share is, oh my gosh, where do I even start? So I'm a pop girl, right? I'm a bubblegum pop bitch mm -hmm. basically. <laughs> and I always have been, my first concert was Hillary Duff, you know, yeah. <laughs> I went through the, like the one direction phase Yes, and you know, I've, I've always been a pop girl. And honestly, one of the biggest things on my bucket list is to do makeup for a tour. Yes. And for a pop star. For, you know, it could be the opener. It could be like a two-stop tour of five, the dancers. It could be yeah. literally anything. I want to creatively contribute to a pop tour. Yes. And I, I am that. not musically inclined whatsoever. Like in, <laughs> in another life, I would love to like, you know, write music or produce music, something like that, because I like pop music to me so much. And, you know, there's not a lot I can do in the music realm. Trust me, I've tried. And, but when you think of a tour, it's a production, it's a show. There's so many aspects that are going into it. You know, the sound, the lighting, the mm -hmm. visual. And I think that I can play a really fun part in the makeup because stage makeup is, you know, that's totally up my realm. It's, you know, glitter, it's glam, mm -hmm. it's gloss. It's, you know. You got to make your way to LA. <sighs> Girl, I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, you got to make your, that's I'm where on. you got to get out oh. to LA. That That's where all that stuff is that you want to yeah. do. And that's where the makeup artists are that you would want to assist to get in that space. Yes. Yeah. So, so I see I, that for you. Yeah, I have no idea. You know, I don't know if I, if that's something that I want to work towards doing full time, but like, I just want to experience that. Like I said, it could be the smallest, the smallest <laughs> tour ever, like the smallest, you know, the smallest venue, whatever. I just want to contribute to production mm -hmm. and like a pop music production. And that is just like huge goal of mine. I love and that. I have no idea really what is going to take for me to get there. But, you know, I'm doing some freelancing here. I'm doing my own personal branding there and I'm doing, you know, youthphoria here and I'm sort of getting my toes wet in all the different realms and doing, getting as much experience and as much knowledge as I can so that, you know, when opportunities, you know, assist in that realm come up, like it's on my, you know, probably in the next, for sure in the next five years, if not the next three years, she'll be Speak somewhere it. in California. I know, I know. Honestly, COVID has like helped a little bit with that because I've been able to like and mm -hmm. save money and, you know, I'm not in a rush as much 
as I know that's where I'm going, I'm not necessarily in a rush to get there. Mm -hmm. And COVID has really helped with that because if I had graduated into a non-COVID world, I would be like, all right, let's go. I'll live in a basement with 10,000 people. I don't just make it happen. (laughs) But now I can, you know, take a step back and approach my goals a little bit, not realistically, but like a little more realistically. And it's like, what can I do today to get myself you know, to be better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And in that sense with COVID, it really is staying put for a little while, even though I know eventually, you know, LA is probably where I'll end up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah. I love that. Music for a pop or makeup for a pop music tour, you know, well, I'm going to make it happen. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where. Lots of, lots of makeup artists listen to this. So anyone in Washington have some connects for Abigail, Abigail will come assist you. Yeah, it's so. interesting, like, the you know, you sort of think you have to go to big cities, these things, but Mm-mm. really through assisting in Seattle, it's such a small world. Mm-hmm. Um, there was well, a and you're, shoot- you're out west, so it's not like you're mm-hmm. far, you know what I mean? Like, you're close. Well, the west coast, I mean, everything is a lot farther away than it is on the east coast. Yeah. Like, if you are a makeup artist, like, in the DMV area, like, if you had a job in New York, like, it happened versus, you know, if there was an opportunity, like, You'd have to in- fly. I have to fly (laughs) or it would take like 20 hours to drive somewhere, which, you know, but there are a lot of opportunities on, you know, in Seattle and around Seattle and Vancouver. Oh my gosh. Once being, once I can go to Vancouver again, there's so much production, like particularly Mm. TV and film that happens up there. And that's a realm that, you know, I could get to know a little bit. Like there's just, I don't really know where I'm going, but I'm here for the ride. I love it. Love that. (laughs) Love that, Abigail. So, okay. So Abigail, we talked about, we talked about so much stuff today. (laughs) Um, You're such a wealth of information. um, And I'm really happy that you were able to come here today. Um, So as you know, before we sign off, I usually give my host or sorry, I usually give my guest a, would you rather question and usually pertains to the topic or the person. Um, I feel like this one would be kind of fun for you. So would you rather, would you rather give up glitter or give up orange in your makeup? Cause I know that those are like your two favorite things. Are you kidding me? She's sitting here with her orange uh, nails and like her. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't come wearing orange. I could put on my orange sweatshirt if you want. You had Um, to give up one. First of all, the fact that you engage with my artistry enough to ask that question. I'm so thankful. Um, She's the orange queen. Getting to know me as an artist and just (laughs) as a person, but glitter or orange. I mean, I'd have to say orange. I can't give up glitter really? because yellow, yellow is there. Green okay. is there. Okay. I can't give up glitter. Yeah. I can't give up glitter. <laughs> I don't think I could. I, I think I would have to give up orange because yellow is always, you know, I could fall back on yellow. What is your favorite? Cause so you were also doing like this whole thing where you were trying like every single orange blush. Oh, Have you yes. found your favorite still- so far? I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I have probably more than 20 orange blushes and I'm still making my way through them. There are so many out there and there are so many different formulas as well. Like I've tried Mm -hmm. powder, I've tried liquid. Now with Euphoria, there's oil. Like I've tried so many. I don't know if I could. Have you tried the, have you tried the NARS one? I I was going to say, I think NARS Taj Mahal is going to be. Is that the one that I recommended? Maybe, probably. I think it was because that's the one that I use in my kit. So NARS Taj Mahal is classic, right? It is a little bit, 
It does have a little bit of more of a red undertone, but it also has gold flecks, which a lot of people actually prefer blushes without, you know, glitter or gold or anything like that. But the NARS formula is so iconic. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to try Taj Mahal until the last year or so, just because, you know, NARS is definitely a little bit more up there in price. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely not the most accessible of brands, but- You got to get your pro, I, once I you get your pro I, credentials, once you get your pro credentials, you'll be able to get mm-hmm. 40% off. So just keep that in mind. Mm, um, yeah. So I think the top of my head, I have to say, well, you want to know what started all of this? The, the color that started all of this was Fenty Cream Blush in Fuego Flush. That's what really kickstarted my love Really, mm-hmm. I guess in general. I mean, I when I started makeup over the last couple of years, it particularly was yellow that I really loved mm-hmm. because as a ginger, you know, growing up, I could never really wear yellow. Like people would always tell me like, oh, you look sick or whatever. You know, mm. you look ill, you look green, like you can't wear yellow. Why are you wearing yellow? And so throughout college, I started to like challenge that. And I'm like, no, I can wear yellow. <laughs> and what are you talking about? And so I really started embracing yellow in my makeup. And then- it really was Fuego Flush that I was like, wait, orange, because mm-hmm. orange has, you know, the yellow is still primarily a warm undertone, but it does, you know, it has some cool elements to it. But orange, especially with my hair color, with my skin tone, orange, like is just home for me, you know, like it's yeah. so comforting. Sunsets are my favorite thing in the entire world. Right. Mm-hmm. And so orange is just where I live mentally. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, I would say tar- Nars Taj Mahal and Fenty Faux Flush awesome. are probably my, ch- but I'm always trying, you know, I'm trying a new orange blush literally every week. Um, so we'll have to ask so. the listeners what their favorite orange blush Please is. Please tell me because I want to buy it. Yes. yes for this episode, <laughs> we're going to do a little Q and A. Uh, we're going to do a little poll. What is your favorite orange blush? We got to know. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so Abigail, again, thank you so much for being here. You gave us so much information. Um, I hope this helps everybody kind of at least start to get a little bit of a, more of a direction or, um, you know, like look at their social media in a little bit of a different way. Um, Mm -hmm. I know our meetings have taught me so much, so I'm really appreciative of you being here and giving me your time and I'm hearing so more about your story. Yeah. So thank you for including me in this community. Of I'm course, my so dear Abigail. So oh, I forgot to tell the story. So basically it was funny. The first time that I got to know her, I hosted a zoom call for a bunch of makeup artists that I met through Danessa Myricks. And it was the first time that I actually talked to you. I did a little um, scavenger hunt on zoom and was giving away, like I gave away like a little like self-care that package. Was the best package I could have received. By the way, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I communicated that to you after you the did. Class, but you I, did. yes, okay. But so <laughs> Abigail was like full force, like out around her. She found every damn item on that list. <laughs> I can be, you know, I'm not really competitive in a lot of realms, to be honest. Like especially within the social and beauty space, I truly believe that there is room for everyone in the street, and like, I don't think that competition between brands or between creators. I don't think that that's necessary. But if, but. if you ever ch- challenge you to a scavenger <laughs> hunt, it's, it's fucking over. But <laughs> I don't even know what it was. Like, I just wanted to show up and show out. And I was at my parents' house and they have funny. a they lot have everything. of shit. It was a really and good scavenger hunt. It was a good scavenger hunt. And, you know, that, that meeting I did get to know a lot of the other creators in that realm. And, you know, if that's what it takes to stand out, that's what it takes to stand out. There you go. There you go. 
Any, yeah. anyway, anyway, you got to stay out. So um, before we go, can you let everybody know uh, where to find you on social? Any, any other parting words you want to give to our listeners? Yeah. So my name is Abigail. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find me on all socials at Abigail's online. However, I do spell Abigail a little weird. So that's A-B-I-G-A-L-E. And if you're interested in the type of work that I do, I work in social media and influencer marketing. I specialize in content creation, integrated marketing communications and animations. And everything that I do is driven by pop culture and everything that I do comes back to pop culture. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. That's how you can find me. And if you want to get connected, please reach out to me. I would love to keep these conversations. And thank you so much again, Rachel, for having me. Like this is, I'm so happy to have the community that Danessa has offered and that we've continued mm-hmm. through that opportunity as well. So yeah, I'm just so for sure. thankful and so great to be part of this. Oh, I love you, Abigail. I can't <laughs> wait till we meet. We're gonna, I, I can't wait till I meet all I these people. So. We got to look at New York. Like, I'm going to be in New York in July. I'm going to be in New York in July and I'm probably going to be there for the makeup show, which is in November, not the, not the June, the big one in November. I'll definitely Because my sister's in Rhode Island right now and I haven't been able to see her because of COVID, but I'm double vaxxed now. Ooh, look at you. Good job. So maybe um, let me know those New York dates. Oh, for sure. sure. That's on the radar. And everybody listening, I will be in New York in July. (laughs) So thanks again, Abigail. And we will talk to everybody next week.